Welcome to IdeaGen TV today, live from the Embassy of Ethiopia here in Washington, D.C. It is my great pleasure to have with me our friends, Raul Andrews Jr., Executive Director of the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. Thank Welcome, you, my George. friend. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you all on the global stage. The last time we had a conversation, you made a profound statement and announcement. You announced the first step campaign to mainstream mental health in America and literally across the world. Where are we going with this? What is the update? So here's the update. Uh, in May of 2023, we will be in San Francisco and we will globally launch the first step campaign. Uh, we've added a title to it. And so now what we're promoting is mental health care works. And what we're going to try to do as we mainstream mental health is give steps for folks to take the first step to be in whole and well. Global May that would, that didn't take long and it's profound. It's as, as, as a friend of the association, as a believer in the leadership of the organization, you're truly taking this head on. You're taking this mental health crisis head on. You started the first step and you're literally about to go on the next step. You just started the first step. It's incredible to see. How does America's mental health, or on the global stage, how does America's mental health compare to the rest of the world? How are we doing? So let's be honest. After the pandemic, everybody has been touched in some way mm -hmm. around mental health and wellness, and nobody is the same as they were when we went into this crisis. Uh, but even before the crisis, the United States was in a crisis around mental health care and conditions. You know, one in five Americans, one in five, George, suffers from some mental health condition. Uh, depression and anxiety in particular are off the charts. And uh, I hate to say that when you look at the G7 countries, uh, the United States is behind. And I think a lot of that is because we have a very complicated and disconnected healthcare system. That's right. That's right. We do. We have a complicated and disconnected healthcare system. And so what about lessons? Uh, are there any lessons we believe we can take from any other nations, perhaps, that can help us culturally, et cetera, and ultimately positively affect mental health? Well, what other countries are doing, and I'm not going to call any out by name because nobody's perfect, uh, but we are in the cradle of human civilization here in Ethiopia. And the reality of it is, for how did they get from six million years ago to today? They obviously knew something about how to advance civilization that we should have taken lessons from, and we didn't. Uh, but one of the things I do believe is happening is folks are being more open about their situations, particularly our elders. Uh, and when you look at other countries where there is reverence uh, for older generations, mm -hmm. when the older generation leads, younger generations feel more comfortable taking a first step. Uh, I think the other thing is, on the flip side of that, uh, there's a lot more ease of using technology when technology is available. Uh, there's a lot more focus on social determinants of health and what we like to say social determinants of mental health. And then I think the last thing is that they've, in many respects, taken cost out of it, mm -hmm. right? Because here, 
you have the clinician providers, you have the patients and caregivers, yeah. and then you have the payers. Yeah. And if you knew you had the money, yeah. or it was going to be taken care of if I walked through those doors of a clinic, you might get better health outcomes so that your whole health, your physical and mental health are united. And we're one of the few industrialized nations where our physical health and our mental health are not united. Well, they are now, thanks to your work at your organization, APAF. I, I, I just, I stand in awe, candidly, of the work that you're doing and that you're embarking on and it's moving so fast. And we can only imagine the positive impact as this goes global. And we're global today here at the Embassy of Ethiopia in DC. It's global and it's a challenge. And when you think about, it's really startling when you think about the United States of America and the fact that we're so advanced on so many things, AI, you know, all of these areas, right? But at the same time, how can there be a disconnect role between mental and physical health? How can that be? You know, I think candidly, the challenge in some ways is that a lot of folks like to say our system is broken. And in reality, our systems in the United States are working exactly as they were intended to work. They may be a little antiquated in some ways, sure. but folks who had access to healthcare 250 years ago have access to healthcare today. Folks who did not have access to healthcare in the United States 250 years ago are still struggling to get parity, hmm. right? Even though we pass laws and our elected leaders look different. You know, what? here's what happens in other countries. And the pandemic was a perfect example. When the prime minister or the president of other countries says, we will do X, mm -hmm. there is no other law official who can say, oh, I don't really know about that. Right. In the United States, it doesn't matter what political party. If the president says we're doing X, well, up to this point, it's only he. But the president is going to get sued by 25 or 30 country, uh, states that say, no, our state is not going to implement. And so what do you find? Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, highest incidences of concern around health, period, much less mental health. But guess where they lead the nation? Over incarceration. Mm -hmm. So instead of giving them some help, what we've given them is a cell. Well, we had a previous discussion today with Gene Axius, President and CEO of Creating Healthier Communities. And I think what was just, you know, beyond problematic is the description of life expectancy in Georgetown versus Anacostia, 94 and I believe 67. Mm -hmm. And that's appalling. And I think that's what, uh, you know, what we do at IdeaGen is have these conversations to have, to shine a light like uh, during the pandemic. During the pandemic, we saw the disparities, right? And so mental health, we're talking about mental health and the leadership necessary to take us to the next level. Let's talk a little bit about stakeholders and strategies. So partnerships are critically important. Why are these so important in order to get to the finish line, to get mental health mainstream, to take that first step? Because partnership is the way we define community and communities within community. And what IdeaGen, for example, does as the convener, there are people who are in different lanes on the track, all of us with a goal to reach the finish line. But a Gene Axius has a different constituency, even if it complements the APA Foundation. When Gene says in his constituency, as a trusted member, 
this is something that's worthwhile to do, his constituency will move, right? When those who lead the great republic of Ethiopia say, this is what we're going to do, Ethiopians will move. And some Kenyans might look across and say, well, if they can do it, we can do it. In the same way, if they can do it in Georgetown, why can't we have it in Anacostia? So I think that is the way we look at partnership is that you need the leaders of leaders to step forward and say, I will take the first step to check it out. I will bring back the information. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm going to, what I'm going to tell you the truth is, it's not take two aspirin mm-hmm. and you're going to feel better in the morning. It's a journey That's right. to wellness. That's right. And so how do you balance the short-term goals and needs with the long-term to help achieve the ultimate goal? So here's the components of the First Step campaign. And I have to say, it's kind of funny. There are more than one component to the First Step. So the three steps or the three components of First Step are first, awareness, second, behavior, and then third, attitude. So when we talk about awareness, we're not just talking about being aware that mental health matters or mental health care works. What we're talking about is depression, anxiety, PTSD are treatable conditions just like diabetes. And we're going to spend time in the first component just talking about treatability. So when somebody says, how are you feeling? And you want to talk about, I've been prolonged in my depression. Then let's get to some help around that. But it's treatable. You don't have to do anything. And we're going to create tools on and offline where people can see what their options are. Then when we get to the component two, George, where we're talking about behavior, now that you know it's treatable, what we're saying is talk to any healthcare provider that you trust. And that might include non-medical doctors. This could be just a nurse who's in your family that could help put you on the journey. It might be a faith leader that helps put you on the journey to get you connected to a healthcare provider. And then when it comes to attitude, what we hope the conclusion or the capstone of this campaign is going to be, there is no health without mental health, period, full stop. There is no health without mental health. That What an incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful statement. And so you've got volunteers, you've got individual citizens, you've got all these key components that play such a vital role within your organization. How can these volunteers and individual citizens help move the needle to help you achieve your goal? Again, I want them to start with our end in mind. There is no health without mental health. And then help steer folks in their own communities within community to the resources that we're going to be either unveiling or building in the First Step campaign. But I think the other thing we have to do is just like when we board an airplane and the first thing they say, if you're on the plane with somebody else, put your mask on first and then help others. What we want to do is, and what, George, you and I have to model, if people don't see Rawl and George taking the first step, why should they do it? Mm -hmm. So not only do, and so what we're going to do is create a pledge card program, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to ask people how they took the first step, but we're going to have tens of thousands, if not millions of people signing electronic cards that say, I took the first step. We're going to work with big brothers and big sisters, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. We took the first step. What is the first step? We're already, we just signed an MOU with an organization called Athletes for Hope. Athletes for Hope was founded by Muhammad Ali, uh, Mia Hamm, and Andre Agassi. 
And we're working on college campuses right now with student athletes trying to make it work as tough demands uh, around performance anxiety, performance in the classroom, these NIL deals and all these kind of things, plus life. And what, what the athletes are telling us, for them to take the first step, you got to stop seeing us as heroes mm-hmm. and start seeing us as human beings. That's right. And it's all about re-evaluating and re-examining our humanity. You're a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. How come we're not acting like it? Let's act like human beings. And we're going to get better health outcomes from that. And that's incredible because as you look at, there are also role models, right? So if they can take the first step, so can everybody else. It makes it, it gives them license to be able to do that. And you're right about the modeling and the ability to help lead the way because there needs to be that alignment between the physical and the mental health. It needs to be one. And that's all you read about. That's all you see on TV. It's all you're hearing. And the fact that you're leading you're right about leadership, Rob. You're right about leadership, and you're a humble servant leader. But you are leading the way at the foundation to help set the tone and set the stage for changing the world. Period. What is your final call to action for the millions of folks watching this live interview at the Embassy of Ethiopia? If you don't believe you can take the first step, know that you're not alone. But also know that coming very soon, both near and far, inside the United States and across the world, first step is going to be synonymous with no health care without mental health. Raul Andrews, Jr., Executive Director, American Psychiatric Association Foundation, thank you for leading the way and for helping to take the first step. Thank you, Joe. Thank you.